Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future one wandering minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Mendes in the news. I'm Naomi Wong from like the internet and stuff. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. Uh, Naomi is yet another cast member from Geek by Night. Oh, yes. Yes. Chris was on the show a couple weeks ago, so now uh, now we got Naomi. All right, so today we're going back to minute 36, which begins with Marty leaving his Walkman on the uh, passenger seat uh, of the DeLorean and ends with the uh, Texaco pit crew just going to town on a car. So, um, speaking of going to town, <laughs> it's, uh, where, so, so where we last left Marty, uh, the DeLorean isn't starting, um, as DeLoreans are to do. Um, and, uh, he, so now he has to like walk into town. Um, and I think I found it odd that he leaves his Walkman because I'm just like, it's a two mile walk. I mean, I know for a track star, that's like, you know, eight minutes or something, but it's not going to be an eight minute walk. It's going to be a long walk. Yeah. (laughs) It takes me like half an hour to cycle for five miles. So I don't even know how long it's going to take him to walk for two. Yeah. Right. It's not even anything good to look at until he gets into town. (laughs) Also, maybe that's why I I always find it funny how he like is like turning on the wall in the corner, like he doesn't seem to like move like a human being yeah. in this minute. <laughs> yeah, I just find it's, it really funny. It's one of my favorite things about about him uh, about well Michael J. Fox in general because it just seems to be kind of a through line with his characters is they all kind of walk like really erratically like that. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> I like that. I don't know. I think that's interesting. Um, so we, so he's in the car and he drops the, he drops the, uh, the, the Walkman in the seat. And then we cut to him pushing the DeLorean behind the, the Lion Estates billboard. And all I can think about is all of the things that had to happen to get him to line up the DeLorean to be able to just push it behind there and I'm like they make it look so easy but there was there's a lot of maneuvering going on with just one guy let's see yeah what's the furthest what, what what's the farthest you've ever had to push a car oh uh, I, I mean I've probably had to push it a couple of miles before yeah yeah I have sure. never had to push a car <laughs> um yeah I mean but but even then even when I pushed it like a couple of miles, um, I had someone helping me. Number one, and number two, I didn't. Re- there wasn't any like maneuvering involved, mm-hmm. you know. And and I think if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I had somebody helping me push, and there was someone like my girlfriend at the time or something was steering, you know. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he doesn't have anyone to steer, so he. I was just always uh, pushing. I was always. I was always that guy. I'm like, hey, I'll steer. I don't mind. I'll I'll steer. <laughs> I'll take that bullet. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll I'll stay in the car. Yeah. I insist. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you you guys, you're you're where the action is. You know, I I wish I wish I could be like you guys. You guys are gonna get. You guys are gonna be like brothers by the time we get to the uh, to the Texaco. 
You're gonna have so many in jokes. You're gonna be lifted on on the town's shoulders like heroes. Yeah, I'm just gonna be in here listening to the radio lab. <laughs> I know I won't because Scar's dead. Uh. Um. But yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, what was he's got to, he's got to go up, he's got to get into the, into the car, like turn the wheel, push, turn the wheel again, push, like that's, that's a lot. And mm-hmm. he's still wearing all those layers. Yeah, he's still wearing all those layers. Man, I mean, it is November, so it's probably a little chilly early in the morning. <laughs> but Michael J. Fox is like five foot three or yeah. four or something as well. And he's not yeah. like, and like built like eighty seven like eighty seven pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, although like pushing, well, yeah. Just just the just the general pushing, like you, it takes a bit to like get going. But like if the car is in neutral, you just you, it takes a bit to get going. But then once you're going, you know, it doesn't take a lot to keep pushing. Um, I mean, it's still a pain in the ass, but sure. Yeah, but but I imagine with like it's it's the little increments of pushing that he would have to do. That's a lot of stopping and starting. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't. If know. only they had shown that. Yeah, if only like that just. <laughs> it's a bonus scene. Yeah, there's a deleted scene somewhere, right? <laughs> oh, that that sounds like sketch comedy gold right there. <laughs> um, Seth MacFarlane could mine about like eight minutes out of that, right? Oh yeah, easily, easily. Um, probably a whole act break. Um, yeah. So this country road that he's on, this like highway country road, it it's a 60, 60 miles per hour speed limit, which I just think – I think that's fast in general and I think that's especially fast for 1955. Yeah. I <laughs> that's mean, so fast. <laughs> but it's – but look how – It's like a little two-lane highway road, like country road. Yeah, you're going to be like uh, young James Kirk at the, uh, at the beginning of Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. Right, just like whipping down the. That's really scary, and it's only Maybe. two miles out of town. That's that's really fast. Like I I grew up in the middle of nowhere, and so there was there was lots of country roads, but mm-hmm. the speed limit was fifty five. Um, and when people actually drove fifty five, uh, I mean, it, fe- it felt like you were you were gonna just like ram into something because the roads well, are so narrow. It makes you feel like you're going about twice as fast as you actually are. Well, maybe a lot of people died on the road, and that's why they they lowered the speed limit. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> like, hey, it shouldn't be sixty-five. <laughs> um. So we start getting the opening chords of Mister Sandman, which yeah. after this week's Doctor Who, I'm kind of sick of. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Second needle drop of the movie. <laughs> right. Right. But not the last. Um. So, uh, one of them was played twice. Uh, yeah. In different versions. Um, yeah, no, uh, Mr. Sandman by the Cordettes, mm-hmm. um, was written by Pat Ballard and was actually released in October of 1954. So okay. it had been out for a year. At this so point. it'd be, so it's like when you're at the mall and you hear like radioactive and you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah. Mr. Sandman is exactly like radioactive. It's the radioactive of 1955. <laughs> So, so Marty come, well, comes walking into town, and then we get that movie poster and Cattle the, Queen of Montana. Yeah, um, some, that was also uh, released the year before as well. Yeah, yeah, it, almost yeah. like exactly a year before. It was like it was November eighteenth, nineteen fifty four. I was I was like looking at the Ronald Reagan stuff, and I was like, is that the only Ronald Reagan film or something that was out? But no, there was like Tennessee's Partner out, and that was 
like that year, a couple mm-hmm. months before. So I don't know why they picked Cattle Queen of Montana. I don't know, because you would think, because even if the reality w- was that movies had longer um, theatrical lives back then, so because they probably didn't have like a crazy wide release like they do now. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine like these smaller towns, they got movies probably way, way later. But oh, yeah. but even if that's the reality of the situation, it does seem odd from a production design standpoint that you would choose a movie that's a year old. Even if that's historically accurate, um, it still feels weird. Like you'd think like, oh, this is how people know movies work now. So we mm-hmm. should do that even though it's not totally historically accurate, you know? Sure. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is a movie from 1955, and they're in 1955. So yeah, but uh, it's not. It's from 54. I'm, I'm always surprised that this. You know, it, it seems like this would be such an, an opportunity. I don't. I feel like if Spielberg had directed this, that movie poster would have been like something a bit like you know, thing from another planet, or like the time machine. I don't know. It's always. It's always it's always weird to me that it's such like an obscure movie. Well, it's well the reason that it's that is to set up the Ronald Reagan thing because I think oh, it was, okay. yeah because I think it was easy for people in 1985 to forget that Ronald Reagan, the president, was once a movie actor. You know, mm-hmm. played by Bruce Campbell. Right. <laughs> um. So so yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. It's it's you know it's the it's the Bob's uh, setup payoff that they love so much. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I also like the sign where it's advertising that the movie theater is air conditioned. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it makes me wonder how different the movie industry would be if that wasn't a thing in like the forties and fifties. Of like, air oh, you like air conditioning? Come and watch a movie. You know. <laughs> I mean, I because know that's now what we it just because now we associate movies with like summertime. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with the fact that you go there for the air conditioning. Oh, it does in Texas. Oh, okay. <laughs> see, see, I work in a cinema, and yeah. people come in all the time, and they complain that it's too cold. Yeah. <laughs> so it, I kept the complete opposite, because everyone comes with, like, an extra sweater or something, and then they still complain to us that it was freezing in there. But yeah. there's nothing we can do about it, because it's either too yeah. hot or too cold. Right. No yeah, growing up, growing up, it was definitely part of the culture, just like, well... God help us! At least it gets us out of the heat. Like, sure, let's let's watch Rush Hour three. <laughs> that is how how it was when I lived in Hong Kong. We just sort of in the summer, yeah, movies. Oh yeah, that uh, yeah. I mean, I I I've I don't know that I've ever uh just gone to see a movie just to get out of the heat. Um, when I first moved to Seattle, uh, none of the neighborhoods had uh, had air conditioning. And so we were weird. like, what? And they're like, and they're like, yeah, because the wind. Like we live near the mountains. Like we don't. We just open a window, and it's like air conditioning. And we're like, you mean the the oxygen isn't like trying to kill you? <laughs> no, no. Um, Mountain Rainier keeps us safe. <laughs> so yeah, I just wonder like the alternate history of like what movie theaters would be like if they hadn't had air conditioning. Like where would oh, the movie man. industry be? Would it be as Dead. powerful as it is now? Dead. And and would we and would like the summer blockbuster season be a thing? That's true. Uh, I was thinking about I was I was watching uh, I was watching Battle of the Five Armies, The Hobbit uh, today. <laughs> I'm so um, sorry. 
because yeah, it, it was it was on HBO, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you shoot, shoot. The Hobbit really is like, I don't know. It's it's like the Pamela to my Louis. I just whenever whenever she's around, I just give her another shot. Um. So yeah, no. So I'm watching it, and I'm like, you know, like for three years in a row, we've every December we've had a Hobbit. That's like, you know, each one makes like $900 million or like a Hunger Games movie that makes like a billion dollars and now Star Wars. Um, and it's like, I, 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 it's, it's weird how holiday movie season hasn't become like a part, a parlance that we say a lot. Cause summer movie season is such like a cultural thing in America, but in recent years, like December movies are making more money and like usually of a better quality. I think it's because there are still people who, uh, with like certain traditional values, who don't believe that going to a movie theater on a holiday is appropriate. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, like my, like uh, my girlfriend's mom. Um, my 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 tradition growing up was always you eat Thanksgiving and then you digest at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and on Christmas, you open up all the presents and you have like a late breakfast and then you go to the theater. Like that's that's always been my tradition. Like movie, going to the movies is a very specific tradition for me with holidays. Mm-hmm. And she – when I first said like, oh, we should go see a movie, she looked at me like I was an alien. Like <laughs> you got – why, why would you do that? And I was like, everybody does that. And she's like, I don't do that. <laughs> and, I and I'm like, and I'm like, I'm like, look, look, I, you know, Naomi works at works at a theater, and and I, I feel bad because they shouldn't have to work on a holiday, yeah. but also my fault. Yeah, also tradition. I don't know. Also, I tip them. Do you? No. <laughs> Who would I tip? But I, tip, I don't like, know. That's I why I, 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 I look. There were going to be a lot of follow up questions. <laughs> okay, okay, pr- okay. Break it down. So, anytime you walk into a movie theater, there's <laughs> the person that that you give your money to that gives you your ticket, right? Yeah. So you could tip him, mm-hmm. or you could tip person that tears your ticket and tells you where to go. Mm-hmm. Barely. Um. Or sometimes, if you want, there's the there's the young man or woman that hands you, not to assume, uh, that hands you your um, your like <laughs> almost said chicken, <laughs> your that hands <laughs> you know your mutton, your roast, your your roast piece, <laughs> classic movie snacks. And here's uh, your bucket of chicken. And uh. here's your mead. Um, <laughs> no, so like, could you? Who who would you tip? Like who would be the person most deserving? It's not like anyone walks you to your. Screen. I don't know. Although I will say that like my theaters in town have started doing this thing where they've sort of bypassed the ticket sellers, so now they're you just go straight to the concessions. Oh yeah, yeah, that happens. Uh, movie theaters do that a lot during the week. Oh, that like, tends to be the only time I go to the theater anymore. So me too. Yeah. Um, oh, you know who? You know who I, I do tip though when I go. Anytime I would go to an Alamo Draft House, I would always tip my my servers. Oh well, I mean, yeah. So I guess in that situation, yeah, in that situation, because they're 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 coming to you. Yeah, I feel like the difference is if you go to them, you don't tip them. If they come to you, come to you. you should. <laughs> if they come to you with a thing, with a treat, 
Like your yes. car or food. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what a I think. Fox. Right. Yeah. Um. All right. You so should anyway. tip Bassett out. Tip it. Anyway. Yeah, tip uh, <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, I I just love I love Marty falling off the curb and stuff. Like I just I made a note of that too. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> he just he's Slips. so in shock that he like I don't I I it looks so natural. I wonder if Michael J. Fox didn't do that on accident and then it just he just played through it, mm-hmm. or if that was deliberate. And if so, way to make that look really natural. That's <laughs> it's awesome. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, he's a he's a gifted physical person. I also love. I mean, I can't even say how many times I've seen this movie before, but this going through it minute by minute, this is the this is the benefit of this. Uh, I've never noticed that the little like pit crew boys are just standing in formation <laughs> yeah. with their hands behind their back, <laughs> waiting for a car to come up. <laughs> They're just. <laughs> it's I mean it's just it's just the greatest thing. I and they're just so ready to go. <laughs> well, I mean this is literally their day. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I love. I it just it, they are just sitting there. They're just standing there in formation. Car pulls up and they just run to their spots and they know exactly what to do, you know? Yeah. They got got one on the gas, one on the oil, one on the tires, one on the windshield. That's a, you know it's what? just amazing. I I miss that. That's... You know what? I, I I was actually just thinking. I'm surprised in our age of 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 of, of lifts and Ubers and the one where they bring you groceries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I can't believe that no one's tried to do like a pit crew app. Where, yeah, like like, like br- bring back the full service gas station. Yeah, like I'm like imagine if like you had an app. And you were like, "Hey, I'm at the corner of like like Lexington and uh, and like Rosewood," and then like just a fleet, like four, like a squad of four guys or women in like jumpsuits came out and just like did the whole nine yards on your car and then just left. <laughs> you just like text like your car and what kind of car and where it is, and they just like come out. Oh my god! And like you're just if you work for that company, just your job is like roaming the streets, waiting. <laughs> but always waiting. in squads of, but always in squads of four. It's, it's kind of ominous. I'll be honest. <laughs> it made me think immediately of West Side Story and just clicking fingers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Sometimes, the gas. Also, the gas like, is nineteen and a, nineteen and a half cents. What's okay. the half for? I don't. I guess they never. They think that no one would ever buy gas, not at least two gallons at a time. Wait, what a stupid amount of money! Wait, nineteen and a half cents. Nineteen and a half cents. Who has nineteen? I've never had nineteen and a half cents <laughs> in my life. I've never had nineteen cents. Never had an odd number. Well, I mean, I just make it twenty-five cents. Make it a I quarter. F- I feel like it quarter. gets weirder though. Like I, I did like. A stupid amount of research on the gas prices because UK gas prices are so much higher. Right. Sure. Like I literally compared fifty-five, eighty-five, and two thousand fifteen gas prices, and like I had to look up what in the eighty-five what the nine and nine tenths was because it was like one dollar nine cents and nine tenths of a cent. Right. Like, what's that about? 
I don't. How I don't do you know. have nine tenths of a cent? <laughs> I don't know what that was about. <laughs> I think it had something to do with tax or something. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Because because ta- I know there's the tax on gasoline is really weird, or or I guess petrol, as you say it over there. Yeah. Um, like I I did this like. <laughs> I did like a, a like a, a comparison like in 1955 in the UK it was the equivalent of 54 pence per gallon which is over a dollar in America at that point. Wow. So it was over a dollar for gas at the same time it was as it was 19 and a half cents. <laughs> wow. And right and right now I don't know how much gas costs for, per gallon for you. Like uh, it's a dollar 72 currently. Well, uh, the equivalent. Really? Yeah, but it's absurdly cheap right now. So wow, I, I haven't I haven't driven a car in like three months, so I'm I'm really out of the loop when it comes to gas prices. <laughs> the equivalent over here right now, is for a gallon of petrol would be eight pounds eight. No, it's uh, eight dollars eighty eight for a gallon. Wow! Wow! Yeah, it's stupid, right? But are you are you in the city? Hmm. Are I, you... This this is something I I got off of a uh, website because I don't drive, so I have no idea. Oh, okay. But that is is driving a less ordinary thing in in England? No, no, loads of people drive. I just I never got round to it because I've always lived in cities. Like I I moved to London and then Chicago mm. and New York, so I've never needed to drive. Wow, I, I don't think I would ever drive if I moved there. <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, no, it, it would be ridiculous yeah. to drive in those places. Wow. Well, there's one thing I learned this summer, uh from reading Girl on the Train is that all sorts of wacky adventures can happen with the public transportation system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do think, though, the half cent, I think it has something to do with, because on the sign where it says 19 and a half cents, it's also saying that there's like a price war. Price war, yeah. Yeah, and so I, I imagine that the 19 and a half is like... So it's like 20 cents somewhere else. Right, so it's like a competition thing, yeah. And they're just <laughs> like, oh, 19 and a half. You just can't... You just can't buy odd number of gallons. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's one of the, uh, one of the, uh, the, the quick, the pit crew guys has uh, clearly white hair. Yeah. He's an older um, guy. So yeah. So I guess was this, so you could be any, there were, cause I, I guess I associate being a pit crew guy as kind of like a young man's game, you know, kind of a kid working at the car wash. Or, you know, like a summer... I don't know. It, 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 so Well, but if people... you look behind them, there's a lot of, of like, tools and things back there. And so I wonder uh... if this isn't... You can, you can like, get your oil changed here and, mm-hmm. you know, um, get, your, get your car worked on and, and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And maybe he just doesn't have a car that he's working on, and so he's helping them out. Clean out the insides. Yeah. The trunk. Yeah. So... Um... So yeah. Also, also, uh, not for nothing, but uh, it was a really good time for the economy. So guys, blue collar guys like this were actually paid very well for yeah, like comparatively to comparatively else. to now. Yeah, right. Um, I really like the uh, to go back a few seconds. I really like the guy who appears to be painting in the uh, in like the city square, and there's like a neighbor that's like watching him. It's a cop. Oh, just like a cop <laughs> looking over his shoulder. <laughs> He's like, oh, just wait till you're done. <laughs> you can even comments? see him walking walking away in the next minute. Yeah, yeah that, sounds, that sounds like the end of like a of like of like a David Fincher movie. Like, 
the cop silently waits as the like criminal finishes his painting. I'll wait till you're done. Just fade out. Oh man. All right. Well, you guys have anything else for this minute? No. Oh, let's move I, on. I, oh, I, I no, actually yeah. noticed though um, <laughs> the stores in like the background because I like seeing what was there and what it became. Yeah. yeah. It just it really tickles me that. Uh, the stationers in the background, the Hill Valley stationers, is in '85. It's an adult entertainment store, and like, how does it make that transition from a stationary place to like nude people? Yeah. Again, I, I, would, I would I would watch like seven seasons of that on HBO. <laughs> stationary store into an adult bookstore. Like that sounds like all like like all of Kitteridge almost like. No. Any other stores that you noticed or anything, Naomi? Um. Well, the Mr. Foster Travel Service is still there. Yeah. Um, and a lot less beat up as than before. Yeah. And obviously, Lou's diner mm-hmm. became Lou's fit- um, aerobic fitness. Aerobic fitness. I love how it's still Lou's. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he went through some sort of like I don't know crisis and was like, I need to get fit and have a bunch of women here just like dancing in front of me. <laughs> I'm fairly certain Lou is not alive in 1985. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's because he changed it to an aerobics fitness center. <laughs> Maybe. And then he tried to work out and it just... It didn't work out. His heart, Yeah, his heart would not take it. Um, all right. Well... In the morning, it just didn't wake up. <laughs> uh, you went to work out and it didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Lou. that great travel service in the sky. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like those awful tombstones in Tombstone where they have like really gaudy like rhymes on their tombstones. Yeah, I was like one I'll never forget, and it's like he was right and we was wrong, but we strung him up and now he's gone. Like so that's <laughs> on someone's tombstone. <laughs> wow, lynched by mistake. Oh man, I mean, I mean, I you know, I guess, I guess there was probably a limited. Uh, like a lim- limited job opportunities for poets in the uh, in the old west, <laughs> so that's that's the job they got. <laughs> uh, all right, well, uh, that's all we got for this minute. Uh, join us tomorrow for minute thirty-seven. In the meantime, you can go to our website, backtothefutureminute.com. Uh, leave a comment to the post of this and, and talk about whatever you want to talk about. Or you can email us, contact at backtothefutureminute.com. We've been getting emails from listeners for future minutes, uh, which is which is really good. So if you have a future minute that you have uh, something to say about, then you can email us, contact at backtothefutureminute.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at BTTF Minute. I'm at Scott Corelli. Nick is at Nick M. Jimenez. Uh, Naomi, what's your Twitter? It's at Icklenomi. Icklenomi. Yeah. You want to spell that for the people? That's uh, I-C-C-L-E-N-O-M-I. All right. Uh, our Tumblr is bttfminute.tumblr.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and like us there. You can leave us reviews on iTunes. That's always really helpful. Um, and we will give you a shout-out on Fridays. So any new reviews that pop up, um, we will uh, give you a shout-out on Friday. Uh, and then check out our other podcast, Not Writing, uh, which is the podcast that I do with Nick. Um, 
and then the Doctor's Companion, our Doctor Who podcast, that is uh, Nick and I and Cassandra, uh, past guest of the show. And then uh, check out Geek by Night when it premieres January 6th. Um, so uh, there you go. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.